hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Mungin, the only podcast that if, as one of his first executive actions, President Joe Biden were to sign an order outlawing Funkin, we'd be perfectly fine because this podcast sticks to Munkin. I'm your co-host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Oh, I'm so good, Jake. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, doing well. Um, excited. To I'm a fi- one thing. One thing. I'm I'm officially putting you on burn notice. You are. Wait. So I don't know. I mean, I, I did you ever watch the show Burn Notice? No, I've never seen it. Okay, I've heard it referenced burn many notice, times. Burn notice is not actually a burn notice. Is the notice that you get burned, like a debt notice. You know what I mean, or like a past due notice. Yeah, you don't yes. put someone on burn notice. So you learned you learned that you get burned, right? Um, and when you're burned, you got nothing. No cash, no credit, no job history. I'm not going to do this theme song. Um, is that how that goes? Well, it's, not, it's, like not, it's like there's an introduction where it's like, my name is Michael Weston. I used to be a spy until, cut to, we got a burn notice on you. You're blacklisted. When you're burned, you've got nothing. No cash, Wait, no credit, no wait, so, Wow. So hold on a second. So you're telling me that officially Jason Bourne was on burn notice also? What do you mean? What do you mean Jason Bourne was on burn notice? Because he was like blacklisted? Or no, it's yeah, like more I mean, Ethan Hunt? J- J- Jason Bourne didn't invent being a spy who was blacklisted. I mean... No, but technically he was on burn notice. Like, no, like he was... No, 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 no. He wasn't... No, he wasn't put... He... Once again, you're not put on burn notice. You were given a burn notice. He was... Bur- Michael Weston was burned. Um, oh, okay. But no, gotcha. Jason Bourne wasn't because Jason Bourne was like he was a like experiment. There's like that doesn't really work because Jason Bourne didn't know he was burned. You know, Ethan um, Hunt. Ethan Hunt, no, because he's been on Ghost Protocol before, but that's not the same thing as being burned. Um, it's All right, let's when, move like, on. It's basically when the government will like disavow you and like pretend that they never knew you. Anyway, we're talk obviously we're talking about burn notice because this episode, Mr. Monk and the astronaut <laughs> guest stars. One, Jeffrey Donovan, who was the star of Burn Notice, um, and lots of other things. He's in, uh, he's one of those guys who shows up. I'm always happy to see him. I don't know about Sicario. you. Sicario. He's in Sicario 2, which is the movie with the worst politics of anything I've ever seen. Um, really? I mean, not really, but it is pretty bad. It's, it's really bad. You know what I mean? It's, anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, he's in a lot of stuff, and he plays the villain in this one, and I think that he's the best part. I, I think he's great in this episode. I'm a big fan. Um, no, honestly, yeah, I'm very impressed. He's yeah, this uh, is, this is a real grade episode. A prick. Yeah, this is the rare episode where the killer, at, like, has a lot to do. You know what I mean? And like, you really want him monk to catch him because he's really, really a prick. And yeah, it's great. I'm like, I, I really, I'm just gonna say, I really like this episode. I don't know about you. I I actually do too. It's 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 up there. I think for yeah. sure. This also was one that was on cable all the time, and so I have a lot of fun memories of it. So let's start. We meet Stephen Wagner, who is an astronaut, and he's with his uh, mistress, Joanne Raffles, a former mistress. And, you know, they're chatting, talking, and uh, looking at Pretty TV. Pretty friendly still. Yeah. And looking at TV, and it turns out he's about to uh, go into space. Right. Which, um, okay, yeah. For a while, I was, like, super confused about the timeline of this episode. But, uh, yeah, I think, no, I think it's kind of intentional because yeah. they, want, they want to save the fact that he was in space for the murder for a little bit. Um, okay. But you also learn that he's a national hero, that he made an emergency landing once. And the reason he's there, though, is because Joanne is publishing a memoir called Between the Sheets. And apparently, <laughs> he is the subject of Chapter 5. Now, if Between the Sheets was real, would you read it? Uh, probably not. But yeah. I 
I mean, I there's less, there's worse things to read about. That's for sure. Oh, 100. No, I wouldn't. The reason I wouldn't read it is because I still really, I, I, I just am not good at buying and reading a book from start to finish. But it's not that it's too salacious. Like I absolutely, because you, you think you know what? I think you would do this too. Some journalists would just post like screenshots of the best bits on Twitter, and you'd read those. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit! Did you see what the astronaut did to Joanna Raffleson? Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent true. That's right. It was yeah. different back then, though. That's true. Yeah, um, but so yeah, because she's apparently had a lot of affairs. Pretty crazy that she had sex with an astronaut and allegedly he beat her up and put her in the hospital. And that's just chapter five. So, uh, well, she's part of the Million Mile High Club. Let's just say. Yes. Wow. That's. I mean, I don't even want to do the math on that because um, I think that'd be Thank way you. too much sex. Just um, let that one breathe. Speaking of letting things breathe, you should let alcohol breathe. Speaking of alcohol, he spikes her drink, which is a blue martini-looking thing with a interesting, uh, interesting Accoutrement? garnish. Whereas, yeah. what is it? It's a tomato. Uh, onion. No, no, no. It's an it's an onion, an olive, and a cherry. And a cherry. He calls it a spacewalk. Yeah. Um, Great name for a drink. I would is, order it. it. Is it unbel- I mean, the drink itself looks good. I'll drink anything that's like bright in color, but yeah. I don't know if it, an onion just does not sound like it'd be good in a drink. Uh, so you're not a fan of martini? Well, I, I, how Bloody Marys? I guess so, but I guess like that's like a whole. I mean, I'm not crazy about Bloody Marys, but um, I love Bloody Marys. Anyway, if, I, if they got me drunk, I would drink them like all the time. Yeah, but true. when you order them at bars, they're never gonna get you no, drunk. No, no. Uh, and what we learn about between the sheets is that she just did. Joanne just did a new. Uh, like a patent new so, draft, and no one's seen it yet, um, and that's important because that means yeah. and you know you've watched enough movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's going through his head as she says that? Um. Oh well. He, yeah. He asked her, and she says that no one's read it, and he's like, "Okay, that's good." And basically, you know that no one else is going to read it either, mm-hmm. right? Like, ugh. yeah. And he's like, you know, I don't want to read it. I think I can handle what's in chapter five, um, and. You know, she starts drinking the drink and she downs it. Um, yeah, she like downs a, it like so a pro. quickly, like a pro. Jesus. Uh, yeah. What? Um, like the thing is, th- later on, Stephen will say that she was depressed and drinking a lot. I don't know if she was depressed, but she, she definitely she's got some skills. <laughs> yeah, as I sip on my Bud Light Black Cherry Seltzer. Yeah, I, I, I had two seltzers earlier today. I had a uh, Michelob seltzer that was spicy cherry, and then my. Dad got he's spicy already, cherry. No, sorry, sorry, spicy pineapple. Jeez, because you're thinking black cherry. Spicy pineapple, and then I had a libations, which was uh, blood o- strawberry blood orange. Which I don't think it needed the strawberry. I like blood orange just fine. But anyway, we see on the TV that uh, Stephen might be running for Senate, and that failure is not an option. And as this is happening. Joanne passes out. So you get, I think this is, it's very on the nose, but I like the symbolism of like, he's talking about how failure's not an option for running for Senate. And as he's saying that on the TV, he's killing his mistress, which would be the thing that would make him fail, you know? Yeah, a nice little, uh, nice little bow tied around that scene. I like mm-hmm. it. The next morning, the poor maid. This poor woman. Is it the next morning? No, sorry, nothing. Sorry, you're right. I'm, you're absolutely right. 
Okay, sorry. Yeah, because I'm it's, just like, dude, it's I'm important. so... It's I, very important. It actually is important. Yeah. It's like like a week later almost. Okay, I I think we need, like, we need to tag team the... the, 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 the here's what happened, because it was a real yeah. fucking doozy. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this episode. Uh, but the maid comes in like a week later, and she has the unfortunate job of finding Joanne's body. Uh, rest in peace. Hanging. Yeah, hanging. Just uh, hanging out. Mm-hmm. And not in, like, a cool way. No. So, we then cut to Monk and Natalie show up on the scene, and Natalie wants Monk to go speak at Julie's career day. Like, God, we already know that's gonna be annoying as hell later. Mm-hmm. And, because he's like, you know, I, I can't speak in public. And she's like, well, that wasn't on the list of phobies you gave me. And there's 102 on there. And he says, of course, that I left it off because I didn't really think I was weird. Um, right. Totally normal thing to say. But he left milk on there. Um, right. And glaciers. Yes. And then we learn as we go inside and we meet the captain and the disher that uh, Joanne Raffleson was a former Vegas showgirl. Um, and she was dead for five days. Right, which, geez, like that just adds a whole nother level of grimness to this whole uh, maid finding her. Yeah, well, because you can tell that all they're smelling, it's stinky, because that body decomposed. Right, yeah, poor lady. Oh, she's okay. I mean, yeah, it's not good. Um, and Monk's like, you know, did she kill herself? Right. And Stott, our guy, believes mm-hmm. that there has been some shenanigans. Yeah, he, this is Stott, you know, he's no, he's yeah. no slouch. Yeah. One, she's about to have a book published, and there's an undeposited check for fifty grand. Um, and this is Disher's awestruck, by the way, by, about this. He's awestruck. Yes, yes. And uh, I guess our friend Leland is not a fan of uh, people being awestruck. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't he awestruck for Willie Nelson though? He might have been. Okay. Well, maybe anyway. starstruck. But anyway, uh, Steinmeier then he notices that there's a computer missing. Because Correct. there's a whole power strip and no computer. And Disher is awestruck once again. And he's asked to leave and talk to the neighbors. Right. Which ends up, you know, uh, paying off some dividends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, good on him. And, uh, yeah. He, he's, he composed himself and the rest of the episode, he's a rather good boy. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that, the Randy is of two states. He's either on the verge of being canceled or being a good boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, as, um, as this is happening... Uh, not as it's happening. I don't even know why you said this transition. So this is where they find basically the piece of evidence which makes Monk convinced it's not um, suicide. That they see the stool where she supposedly stood to hang herself. Yeah, about 18 inches tall. Yeah. He looks at her license and it says that she's 5'5". And Natalie's like, well, I'm 5'5". And Natalie stands on the stool and her neck can't reach the noose. The noose. Which I like that as a clue. That's that's a, one of those clues that you never think about. Like, oh, duh. Like, that's, you know. It's obvious, but it's not obvious, I think is what I would say. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but it just makes, it just, it's, uh, you get an answer to that question, but it just begs more questions. Like, how the hell, like, how did this happen? Like, period. Like, there's just a lot of, uh, like you said, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes, but we'll find out later. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Disher, who's talking to the neighbor, who I would say is a real piece of work. Um... He says, uh, his first line basically is that you can talk to my wife when she's sober, which, you know, great stuff. <laughs> like, this guy's just a real class, class A dirtbag. Hey, hey, fine, but he's not the one getting fucked up. He's actually watching the kids. That is true. But he does, and he has some nectarines. Um, 
Which, uh, by the way, his name is your boy Daryl Kane. Let's not get Darryl twisted. Kane. I was gonna keep calling him neighbor because that's all I wrote, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's complaining. He he's mad at his son. You know he hates his son. He didn't love his son at all. His son's gonna be tra- traumatized and hopefully go to therapy um, because he's like, hey, whatever. Why you leave the garage door open? Um, he's not from New York, man. Stop. Yeah, it's this. fair. <laughs> um, okay, why do you leave the garage door open? Um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Your Leland is so good. There's no reason you need to go back to New York or for everybody else. I, you know, the thing is, I think that that's like a genetic thing for me because my mom does that too. Where my mom doesn't really have a strong New York accent, even though she's from suburban New York. But any impression she, if she ever is talking as someone else in a story, no matter who it is, she'll put on a New York accent. It's like it's like if she was doing me, it'd be like. And then Jake was like, "Oh, you know what? What are you talking about? Oh no." Anyway. Um, but yes, he doesn't have a New York accent, but he's mad at his son for the garage door being open, and his son is, you know, like, I, I didn't do it. Right, just a whiny-ass kid. Like, if, like, they weren't such a big part of this episode, I would just completely dismiss you knew that, all of You know who that kid reminds me of, too? Do You, you watch True Detective Season 2, right? Uh, yeah, of course I did. He looks like Chad Velcoro. Uh, Punk son. son. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I guess it's... I actually, actually, actually I always... I, I once tweeted about that character, by the way, and the actor who played him tweeted back at me, but that's not here or there. <laughs> okay, for whatever reason, I can't even remember what he looks like. To me, he just looks like, uh, was the kid named Bean on, uh, Beans on Even Stevens? Yes, he looks, he doesn't look, he kind of does, but not really. I he, just picture him looking like that, which makes me laugh. He doesn't, well, I'll say this, he doesn't look better. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Damn. Uh, and... The neighbor is also, he's being, a tra- he's being trash, and he's like, you know, I didn't know her as well as I wanted to. Um, and uh, he points out that she didn't have any visitors on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and as uh, the son doesn't want to get the, get the dog, he the dad says, uh, Daryl, did you say? Yes. Says, uh, you know, this guy's a cop. He can ha- I can have him block you up. Which, like, this kid's like 12. He knows that that's not the case. Don't be stupid. Yeah, you're going to CPS, my friend. Yes. And at this time, uh, Stoudemire, uh, Monk, and Natalie show up. And Monk notices something about the Nectarines. Yeah, he notices that they were addressed to uh, to our good friend Joanne Raffleson. That name is so messed up. I don't know why I can't get it. I, can't get it right. I mean, I, I think it's a very TV show name. Because, like, I don't know if Raffleson's even... It feels like they just took a one word and put son on the end of it, which I like. I think it's a good name. But uh, uh, but his defense is... And I, I this is one of those... Monk, since I've seen this line, so, this episode so many times, there's a couple lines here I think about all the time. But the... It's perishable. The law doesn't apply to fruit. Which I think yeah, is yeah, just yeah. hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh my... I, it had me, like, stroking my chin. Like, wait, is it? Of course it is. Like, if you steal, like, $1,000 worth of fruit, you stole $1,000. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Now, if you steal a thousand dollars worth of fruit by the foot, you have a problem. Uh, yeah. Do they still make Definitely. fruit by the foot? They got it. Uh, I don't think so. Were you a fruit by the foot guy or a fruit roll-ups guy? More fruit by the foot because I think they sold that at Costco. Like they sold like an eighty-four pack or something. I always yeah. I always liked fruit by the foot more because you didn't need to use your hand. You didn't need to touch it to eat it, which is big for me. Whereas fruit roll-ups, your hands got all sticky. Um, Although the oh, fruit rolls did have that thing where they had like the drawings on it, where if you put it on your tongue, your tongue had the drawing. I don't know if that was around when you were a kid, but uh, I believe so. Yeah, I was more of a fan of Dunkaroos. Do you remember those? I do remember Dunkaroos. I was I was more into I like Dunkaroos. Um, 
Yeah, in terms of yeah, I, I had I had my fair share of Dumbledore's. Um, anyway, okay. that that's for another pod. Um, and at the t- at the same time, they look at her phone records, and there's no calls on Monday or Tuesday at all, which is strange. And when you know how it happens, that's an interesting detail. Correct. Yeah, at the time, it seems rather innocuous. Um, but uh, but yeah, like you said. And they call the last number that called her, and Stahmeyer is immediately surprised because there's no other, none other than your college uh, RA, Stephen Wagner. The astronaut. I'm, insul- I'm insulted that you think I'm his age. To be I know honest. you don't, but you call people my personal friends, and I also, I'm honestly, I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to think <sighs> of the funniest way to describe people. Um, and uh, I, I was gonna say college roommate, but I know I've already used that before. So college RA. Um, All right, fine. Yeah. No, I don't think that you're. I don't think you're Jeffrey Donovan. Jeffrey Donovan's like 51. Um, He's 52. See, I, I told you this before. I'm unbelievable at this. Uh, so. We go. We cut to Stevens having a little soiree. Um, I don't know if this is a proper use of the word soiree, but to be congratulating for getting back home, and they meet right. him, and yeah. everyone's a big fan except for Monk. Yeah, you know he's got. God, I feel like I need to find another word or phrasing to say it, but he's got his antennas up. Like he's he's feeling him out officially. He's yes. sweating him. And but like Stahmeyer and Disher are like Stahmeyer's like congrats on the landing back. This was like, congrats on landing in the water four years ago. And then they're like, congrats on marrying that figure skater. Um, which, like, that's another man's wife. Like, don't do that. Um. <laughs> I mean, he's he's recently divorced. I'm sure he's he's hurting. He's that, down bad. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then he's then he notices Monk's like, oh, you're, I know you, Adrian Monk. You're, you're the detective who quit. Which, he's... I, he's okay, I have, I find it, like, I have a hard time thinking that this guy would actually give a shit about reading the newspaper or, like, ever knowing about Adrian Monk, to be quite honest. That's fair, but I also think he is someone who's super calculated about murdering his mistress, so I think he probably anticipated Monk. I don't know. Um, But I I do appreciate that he he very clearly is, he thinks, his strategy is to try to get under Monk's skin, and he thinks that that's gonna put him off his game. What he doesn't realize is that that's just gonna make Monk want to pursue him harder you know because he he thinks because he sees monk and he thinks that monk's phobias and stuff make him a weak-willed person however the fact that he carries those phobias around him with him all the time and continues to get up and go to work makes him stronger than he can imagine and you can quote that yeah uh i i need you to do my best to be my best man and do the speech um no but fuck what was i gonna say okay yeah so basically monk you know, comes off as a very weak guy and whatever, but the fact of the matter is, is, like, he he might, like, squirm and, like, be less of a man or whatever when he confronts, like, uh, very dangerous situations, but at the end of the day, like, he's solving all these crimes. He's exactly. the one that's out there in the streets, so, yeah. like, respect. Exactly. Um, and, you know, Natalie, and Monk's like, I'm not a quitter. It was a, you know, psychological discharge. And, and you know, and uh, Steve is doing the thing that's, like, that it hurts the most, where he's like, I know, everyone has the reasons, you know, it's uh, basically being like, you know, some people just don't have it. Um, and, yeah, you know, you're a real son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I don't really like this guy, but I think that that's why I think it's one of the best villains Monk has, because he's so, like, aggressive about it, and he's, because he's so self-assured, um, and... Uh, but that's the thing, but that's the thing also, like, that I kind of, like, as much of a dickhead as he is, like, I respect him, because, um... This is just who he is. Like, it's yeah. not an act. Like, no. 
Because being self-assured has gotten him everything he's gotten in life. You know? It's Correct. never not worked before. Correct. And then at the end, you know, eventually when he gets busted, like, he kind of gives, like, an approving nod at Monk. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, game, respect, game. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, all right, yeah. I can fuck with this guy. Yeah. Even though he beat the shit out of this girl yeah. five years ago. I, I, I don't fuck with him on that no, level, no, no, but you no, know no. what I, 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 did, I didn't think you did. I didn't think you did. Okay. Um, Thank you. Natalie takes a photo with him, um, and uh, they ask, like, so do you know uh, Joanne Raffleson? And he goes, huh. She finally did it. Which, yeah. you know. He, 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 put, he, he starts the groundwork real early on this one, so I respect that, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, because she says that, um, he, I mean, he says she's been depressed for months, and they're like, well, she called you last week, and he said, yeah, she calls when she's depressed, lonely, drinking. Once, twice Sometime, a year. Yeah, once, yeah. once or twice a year. Sometimes all three. Um, yeah. And then the wife comes up, who's apparently a figure skater. Um... She's not on skates, so it's hard. We can't confirm. From the looks of her, I'm going to say she is a former figure skater. No Correct. kink shaming. Oh, that, okay, that's not the appropriate use it's, of that term. It's not a kink, but I'm just like a no shaming. I think I would say like no age shaming, if anything. Because like the reason she doesn't no. look like she's still a figure skater is because she looks like she's like 40, which is like not a problem. It's just like you're not probably not a professional figure skater anymore. Right, um, right, 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 right. And, but apparently he has no secrets from his wife, except uh, probably that he beat Joanne Raffleson. Um... And, Correct and murdered her. Yeah. So when she, when the wife learns that Joanne finally did it, she's like, you know, she's sad. Um, Poor girl. Yeah. And then Monk notices though that the wife is drinking something. Is she drinking an old fashioned? Is she drinking uh, an aqua velva? What is she drinking? Oh God, that's good. I was gonna say an aqua velva. Um, yeah, she's drinking the your your good drink, uh, the spacewalk. I, I wish that there was. I wish they said what was in it. Um, because I would like to it's make blue it. blue curacao and, like, vodka. And I mean, I, that could be. I think it's probably more than that. I would like to think that it's more than that. Um, and, all, and, and to be completely frank, that also doesn't... If you have good vodka, that doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> well, no, not at all. I love, I love any blue drink as long as it doesn't have pineapple juice in it. I love pineapple. Most of the stuff, most of my favorite drinks have pineapple juice. Not most of them, but a lot of my favorite drinks. I'm allergic to pineapple. Oh, Okay. Yeah, it's not a preference thing. It's just oh you know. well. And in that case, I'm gonna have to cancel. Uh, that means that we're definitely not gonna do a psych follow up show to this because you know how Seinfeld has a reference to Superman in every episode. Psych no. has a pineapple in every single episode. I um, heard about that. You yeah. told me, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, she's drinking the spacewalk. Monk recognizes it, um, and apparently too, there's a strange thing. It's weird. Apparently, they almost had to delay the the takeoff to the space flight because. He was running late to it? How bizarre. Wow, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, okay, it's because he was, like, coming back from murdering that chick or what? Correct. Ah, okay. Yeah, I didn't even think that was, like, an important detail. Yep, and then what is not also not important detail is that a congressman shows up, and the guy who plays the congressman is very tall. Just no, no, no. Yeah, I believe it was Army Hammer. Uh, yes, it was Army Hammer. And it was pretty crazy because you, like, you actually, if you listen really closely, you can hear the mics pick up that he tells a random woman that he wants to consume her. Anyway, um, so then... The consummate Monk, professional. Yes. Uh, Monk, after, you know, uh, Steven walks away, Monk's like, he's the guy. I was like, huh? It's the same drink at Joanne's house. And they, of course, point out... That he was, uh, he was in space. Couldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. And now, I'll just say this. I don't want to disappoint you, but I think that this is fair, and you should not be surprised to know that this is, 
It's either this or a coma. Uh, this is the best alibi in all monk. <laughs> no, for sure. Sleeping suspect? What? Sleeping suspect? Yeah, it's either that or this one. But I think this one is the best one that he was in space. Like, that's, I think that, I hope you know that it can't really get better than that. No, for sure. And, like, that's the thing. It's like when you see the episode description, it was like, uh, we can, he couldn't commit a murder because he was in space. It's like, oh, okay, great. These are the good episodes where you, like, literally, like, how the fuck did he do it? Like, yeah. it's impossible. And I, I, I like to think that the writer's room was just thinking, like, what is the most airtight alibi there could be? And they were in space is, uh, a tr- I, I love it. I love that that is the center of the episode. He couldn't murder her. He was in space. <laughs> Yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah. And so Leland, he can't see it. It's like, you know, this you have to be sure. This guy was on the cover of Time. Monk says, I think it was Newsweek. I think it was both. So um, he shares that uh, the honor of being on the cover of Time with... Um, I thought I was going to be able to think of an obscure person who was on the cover of Time once, but I couldn't think of it. Um, Donald anyway. Trump? Well, Donald Trump was on the cover of Time like 20 times. And he's also not an obscure person. I don't know if you remember, but he was our president. Oh, I've, I've been asleep the past four years. But I just want to say before we move on, the fact uh, the fact that I just said was, oh, man, felt so good. Uh, Woo! I know. Uh, and so Monks mentions, though, that he talked to her publisher, to Joanne's publisher, and the publisher said that she was about to drop the juicy deets of which boyfriend beat her up five years ago and put her in the hospital. Yeah, turns out it was Tom Sizemore. <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching Twin Peaks and he showed up on it. And I'm just like, I honestly, my... I didn't even get that reference. I was just thinking he was because Tom Sizemore. This is like the most. I don't know. I, I don't want to say I could see him doing that because that's slanderous. But uh, no, I think he got in trouble for that, man. I think he got in trouble for something sexual, but I don't think he got in trouble for. He might have. Honestly, he's just his energy is definitely in that. Um, yeah. And, but Monk points out, you know, that Wagner wants to run for office one day, and you know. This would be that would be a motive because he if that comes out he's done for. Now of course in hindsight, not in the state uh-huh, of California, here we go, here we but go, in here hindsight we go. there are a lot of states in this country where if you ran as a certain party that wouldn't be uh, uh, the hindrance. That might be a plus. It might be a plus, but not, and down in California I'll give him that. Um, yes. Yeah. Eh, maybe Bakersfield. Well, no, but there was uh, the Senate he wants to run for. So. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Fair. Yeah. He could run Devin Nunes' district. Let's not be stupid, but. Um, uh, but anyway, um, they say like, no, he, she definitely died on Wednesday. The coroner just got back. She died of ligature strangulation on Tuesday. Um, and then Stomar challenges Monk, think of a better alibi than that, which is what makes me think that the writer's room thought that way. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Unless you said you're like in Cuba smoking cigars with Tupac or something. I, I think even then though, like think you're on earth. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no better one. Speaking of being off Earth, she had some barbiturates in her system, but that's not... How about being dead? That's true. Oh, that's true. Um, You're not yes. even in existence anymore. No. Um, that's the ultimate alibi, being dead. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say this. I do know of another show that has that as an alibi. Anyway. Uh, it's obviously not intentional, but... Uh, um, okay. So... But they're like, oh, they chalk it up to she tried to kill herself with the barbiturates and it didn't work, so she hung herself. And then we get to, I would say, in my opinion, it's a tie, 1A, 1B, with, along with reverse liposuction for my favorite Randy theory. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. What's, um, what's, uh, what's Randy? Well, let's, first, let's 
great or he has a little space shuttle and he says this is the space shuttle and let's and let's pretend this earth this globe represents the earth and Stalmar says it's a globe it does represent the earth Dude, I have to say like literally like the the acidic looks that Stalmar throws Disher like fucking crack me up yeah like and he just does not sell any of his fucking material no. so what is Disher's theory briefly Okay, yeah, so it's basically just that he, um, you know, took off in the rocket, and when he was over San Francisco, I guess, again, mm-hmm. he deployed an escape pod, to which uh, Natalie and Monk questioned, How did he, is there an escape pod on there? He's like, no, he bought it with him, he snuck it with him. Apparently he made it out of a kit or something, like Sodom. Well, no, Stomach's like, oh, yeah, he made it in his garage out of a kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so apparently when he's over San Francisco, he gets out on the escape pod, you know, I... I guess not realizing that things stay in motion, so there's no way he could have gotten back on said escape pod, mm-hmm. but commits the murder and then hops back in the escape pod, thrusts back up to the spaceship, and uh, and then, yeah, landed. Great stuff, Randy. Um, and obviously they don't listen. But ring, 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 ring. Natalie's getting a call. Who is it? It is uh, your boy, Steve Wagner. And what does he got to tell What does he want? Oh, okay, yeah, we both did it. Um, he that he would love to do uh, to show up at uh, Julie's school to be there for career day. Uh, yes, because yeah. apparently In Natalie support? asked. Well, apparently Natalie asked All his right. PR guy, PR woman, excuse me. Um, and then Stammer's like, "Well, maybe you should go too. If you think he's so guilty, you can feel him out." So uh, he's gonna go. He Monk is gonna go uh, talk to the class too. But first we see yep. Wagner talking to class. And you know what? I get why this guy run for office. He's very compelling. Yeah, you know, there's always... That's going to be the fucked up part if I ever have kids and they still have career day, if that's a thing. Um, it might be, like, a Zoom career day, for all I know. But to, like, explain what I do, like, after, like, some hot shot goes before me, it's, that's going to be cringe. Yeah, you see, the thing is that um, I... I remember we had to draw once in, like, second grade what our parents did, and... Uh, my twin brother was doing our mom, and so I chose my dad. And I don't, I could really had a hard time illustrating fiber optic, uh, like planning. So it's fine. Oh, anyway. really? That's what your dad did? Um, yeah. So, his main advice to the children is to be prepared. Yeah, uh, yeah. and not only that, to aim high. Oh, right, to aim high. Sorry. Um, and uh, in there, like you know, they're talking about the splashdown and the uh, the when he um, had that had the crash landing, and he's like, you know, anyone could have done it. And his whole his his mantra is, you know, because they're like, uh, were you scared? And he says, yeah, I was terrified. But bravery is being scared and doing it anyway. Which just besides this guy being a murderer and a domestic abuser, that is good advice generally. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't it like Ned Stark that said that the only time a man can be brave is when he's scared? Who said that? Ned Stark. That, I think, is also something that Ned Stark said. That's correct. Um, George R. R. Martin stole that. I actually don't know when uh, Game of Thrones, the book, came out. Um, I think he got it from The Great Gatsby. Probably. Um, that makes sense. That's, Ned was looking at a big green light when he said it. Um, and, yeah, so we learned tomorrow that he's testing a new jet, and he has a present for the class. Yeah, he's got the most obnoxious gift you can possibly give a room full of 10 to 13-year-olds. Uh, laser pointers. Yeah. Definitely, uh, 
Blazer Pointers, I don't know about your school, but they were banned in my middle school. Oh, they were banned at everybody's school. They were yeah. banned almost everywhere, let's be honest. Yeah, like, and, and there's really no place that Laser Pointers is really necessary. Um, <laughs> Do you think they're banned at the Capitol? Yes, they have to be. Yeah, it was a, that was a rhetorical question. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Um, yeah. So Monk comes out, and he's talking about being a police detective, and you know he's in trouble the moment he pulls out cards. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and that's true, but, uh, eventually he kind of settles into a nice groove before, of course, going down in flames. Yes. Well, first they, you know, he, he gets mad at a girl who doesn't raise her hand because he wants to be a perfect role of people who want to be detectives. Then someone asks a question, which I feel like this teacher should admonish him for saying, where's your gun? And so it's like, you can't carry one because you had a breakdown. Julie said you're afraid of milk. Julie said you're afraid of everything. Which like, Julie, come on, what are you doing? That's rude. Yeah, massive betrayal of trust, but we'll but she's also like we'll leave 11, that so it's fine. Um, yeah. And they ask, have you ever caught a real killer? Now I have a question. I assume at some point in your schooling career, uh, veterans came in or police officers came in to talk about being a veteran or a police officer, right? Uh, it was mostly about drugs and not doing that. Okay. Well, I remember whenever we would have a veteran or a police officer come in, the teacher would instruct the class not to ask how many people they killed. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we. I don't. I mean, and if they did tell me, it didn't. It, I don't remember that. I just remember that because I'm like, because I remember in class, I was like, thank God they gave that instruction because I know like six kids in this sixth grade class that would love to ask that question. Um, <laughs> like, do you, you think any kid? of them use? Do you think any of them have since usurped their Us- number, a police officer's number? What? Um, oh, have 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 killed more people than the police officer has? Yes, yes. No, but I think that the circle between kids who would do that and the kids who are at the Capitol on January sixth is pretty uh, has a lot in common. But anyway, yeah, yeah, um, probably. They asked Monk has he ever caught a real killer, and he as he's trying to say yes, they start pointing laser pointers at him. And I have in big letters here, what is the teacher doing? Yeah, no, I one hundred percent. Yeah, I, this wasn't permissible in uh, 1997 when I was in elementary school. It sure as fuck wasn't in 2005. Yeah, and also, I accidentally turned off the light in my room. I was trying to turn off my fan. Um, so, and also that, like, they're harassing a guest. Like, it's even, take away the laser pointers. Even if laser pointers were allowed in school, which is ridiculous, they are harassing a guest that is speaking in front of the class. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough look, but <clears throat> mercifully, we don't have that much longer to go. No. Yeah, that's why I don't mind this scene, because it's not that long. Yeah. And also, yeah. I think that in the, what happens keeps changing. Like, at first, it's awkward, but like it, it doesn't stay on any of it too long. And then Monk eventually takes off his jacket and starts screaming. And then we smash cut to him outside. <laughs> that's, out of context, that sentence is fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's just taking off his jacket screaming, smash cut to he's outside. And this is another line I think about all the time. Uh, he's talking to Natalie, and he says, I'm a wuss. I'm a mutant. I'm a man and a wuss. I'm a muss. I think about this right. a lot. Yeah, no, that's really good. I'll probably think about it going forward. Um, okay, this is my question. Is wuss still allowed to be said? Like, I think honestly? so, yeah. I don't think that it is derived from pussy. It might be, but I don't think it is. Okay. Because I, okay, well, it's funny when this all, when this whole scene kept kept going on, I kept saying, I kept thinking of bussy. Bussy, yes, of course. Um, <laughs> I usually don't mind going very blue on this podcast, but I'm just going to let, if you don't know what that is, just look it up. It's uh, B-U-S-S-Y. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I hope that's not offensive. I don't think it is. No, it's um, it's not offensive. Um, it is it is, uh, you know, explicit. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But anyway, then Steve confronts Monk, and I really like this scene. Is I think really like uh, I think just great stuff from Jeffrey Donovan, Um, because he's just he's fully getting in his face. Yeah, he's fully getting in his face. He's not holding any punches, even in front of Natalie, because usually they'll just like do it to him alone, and then they'll, mm-hmm. there'll be like a bunch of disbelief about whether this guy actually mm-hmm. did it. But no, he did it right in front of her, and to which Natalie replies in the end, "Yeah, he did do it." Motherfucker. And there's a couple of details here because Monk is like, "Did you hit her? Did you hit her five years ago and send her to the hospital?" And then he, Steve says, "You shouldn't repeat that. That's slander." Which no, it's not slander. Two things. One, it has he has a question. Like, it has to be. He has another question. But no, what's your thing? Yeah, so it has to be a question, and it has to be in print, or like no, if it's in print, it's libel. Come on. Um, okay. It, I'm just kidding. Uh, I that's I yeah. Um, so what's slander then? Slander like, is if you do it out loud, like publicly. Um, oh, okay. But if Which it's in print, it's libel. Yeah, and also, but like I said, it's also a public figure, and you're speculating about it. Like, it's if you if you can spec uh, and for better and worse, you can basically speculate anything you want about a public figure. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking about astronauts. Like, I can say that astronaut Scott Kelly likes, uh, you know, be tickled in his bum with a feather. Like, we I, could also say that Richard Gere likes to stuff gerbils up his ass. You could say that as well. What's that from again? Uh, no, it's like a, it's a rumor that. Oh, like, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty infamous. Yeah, or Marilyn Manson with the rib, you know? Like, that's not slander. Oh, so, yeah. I only know all this stuff because I had a very bizarre, the worst teacher I ever had in my life, my eighth grade history teacher. The first week of school, we had like lessons that had nothing with history, and one of them was learning what slander and libel were, which is just like, why? We're 14. Anyway. um, And then uh, during the scene, too, Steve also gives uh, Monk the Woody from Toy Story treatment, where he's Buzz Lightyear and he says that he's a sad little man. Okay, yeah. I thought this was like a, I don't want to play with you anymore. No. And then one last thing. This thing I hate. He then make, makes Monk flinch. He's like, you're a flincher. You'll always flinch. Which is like, bro, you're a scientist. You're like a pilot. You shouldn't be smart enough to know that flinching is, an evolutionarily, is evolutionarily a good thing because it means you protect yourself, idiot. Spoken like a true flincher. Jake I'm absolutely Christie. a flincher. You move, <laughs> yeah, so am I, so am I. Three, you move your finger three feet away from my face and I'm flinch because I'm not about to get punched. What do you think about the gif of uh, of Matt Barnes throwing the basketball in Kobe's face? I think that I'll say this: before Kobe passed away, I interpreted it as a way to inter- reinforce all the things I didn't like about Kobe, and now I still feel that way, but I just won't say it. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Um, so uh, there you go. You're right, and they write that the scene ends with Natalie being, "Oh my God, you're right." He basically confessed, and then we cut to. Our, the best guy in the world, our, our actual friend, Dr. Charles mm-hmm. Berger. And I do love what my monk says, it was like, you know, I, it happened, I wanted to scream. I, then I screamed. At least I thought I screamed. There was screaming. I think it was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much longer do we have with Dr. Charles Berger? Uh, I think he gets the end of season six, I think. Um, oh, okay, thank God. Yeah, okay. I think only the last two seasons have Dr. Bell. Um, okay. Who's also good. I like Dr. Bell as well. Um, but he's not Dr. Kroger. But what Dr. Okay. points out here, which I like, is that it is real progress that Monk got up in front of the class to begin with. And that is important in therapy, to, to always reinforce that. If you try something new and it doesn't go well, you should always remember that you tried it and that's important. Correct. And then Dr. Kroger gives the same definition of courage as Steve Rogers. 
<laughs> right, which gets Monk like to cut him off, like I guess three quarters of the way through, and just tells him, "No, no, stop, stop." That's well, because exactly like what that, he that said. was what Steve Wagner said, and then Doctor Kruger's like, "Really? The astronaut?" Yeah, he's like impressed. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Wow, I, I'm so smart." <laughs> yeah, 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 and so yeah, he's like annoyed with that, and Monk starts talking about for like the eighth time about how he's afraid. He's tired of being afraid, mm-hmm. right? So Doctor Kroger brings up the idea of maybe trying some aversion therapy, mm-hmm. which, okay, aversion therapy, I thought, doesn't the word aver- aversion mean to, like, stay away from? Yes, I think it's that you, you I think it means that, I, I, I haven't heard, I'm trying to remember what the term I've heard called before, um, I, there's a certain, uh, term, because I've had it suggested, I, it's been floated to do before, um, but I've decided not to, uh, this is, this is when I first doing was in therapy when I was in high school, um, but, uh-huh. It's, it's basically you do things that you don't want to do. And Dr. Kruger makes the mistake of saying choose a, choose a fear. And Monk vacillates between glaciers, then rodeos, then glaciers again. Right. Uh, I got the rodeos one. Glaciers, I don't think he's ever close enough to be afraid of them. But yeah, but he's also afraid of milk. So his, his fears are not exactly uh, warranted. That's true. So Dr. Kruger's like, no, let's do heights. And let, they're going to go up to the roof. Do they go up to the roof? Uh, no, because the roof is on fire. Exactly. No. Uh, it's because he doesn't want to. So what does Monk want to do instead? Uh, he wants to just talk about tall things. Well, name specifically. Name Name tall things, yes. Name tall things. And so he starts off with the Sears Tower, and then what does he decide to... He takes it down a notch, though. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's a little too ambitious, so he's starting to think about, um, maybe just like an actual Sears location. Mm -hmm. Is Sears finally out of here? Not that I want it to be, but like I feel like we've been hearing about Sears being bankrupt and going out of business for like the last five years. Right. I feel like they're still around. It's basically like the same story as Six Flags Magic Mountain, like out here. Every once in a while they threaten that they're going to close down, and then everyone shows up in fucking like gangbusters, and then they're like good for another five years. Well, because like Sears was bought by like a venture capital thing where, you know, one of those vultures where they just destroy companies and the economy in America. Um, and it's. Nice. And like. They, not venture capital, but I mean, um, there's a word I'm looking for, I'm forgetting. But anyway, that, uh, or I do mean that. But yeah, so they've been like on the death store forever. It's like, serious, just stop existing or just shut up. Like, I don't want to read another story about them. Like, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, this is, that's, I, the problem I have with talking is that I say everything with about the same level of like seriousness and intensity. I don't actually care about serious. I don't actually yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, make it clear. Yeah. I don't care. It's just like I noticed. And I'm glad to know I'm not the only one though. Anyway, Monk's yeah. like, I'm not a real man. I feel inadequate. I know he's guilty. I can't prove it. And then Dr. Kroger says a great bit where <laughs> if he's guilty, what is Steve afraid of? He's afraid of Monk. Which is true. No, I'm sorry. This whole scene, like, hey, this whole last part made me laugh. Like, I'm sorry that it's, like, uh, Monk, like, talking about how he feels like less of a man. But all I could write was, God, Monk is such a beta. <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean, he takes one to know one, doesn't it? Yeah. So we go back to the scene, and they're trying to figure out what happened, and they're like, it couldn't be an accomplice because no one showed up, but then Monk spots some holes in the wall and on the ceiling in a different room. Right. Which which leads him to believe that she didn't necessarily, well, he already suspected that she didn't die in the room that she was found in. Mm Exactly. Exactly. So, the, he's, he's really trying to figure out what 
it was. Um, and he, he before he can, they realize that there's someone snooping in the garden. Right, and it's your good old friend, Stephen Wagner. What the hell? This guy, in broad daylight, no less. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely a, a bad move. But he's obviously desperate. He hides it well, but like clearly he's desperate. Yeah, you know, because he can take the pressure, right? It's, he can take the pressure, exactly. Uh, and he says, oh, I was heading up here anyway, um, but just trying to get one of these flowers. She loved her garden. We're just like, oh, okay, that's some hooey if I ever heard it. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no question. This guy is like the most guilty motherfucker you can ever imagine. And across the street, damn it, the garage is open again. Um, yeah. But then the dirtbag neighbor Daryl, he's like, huh, that's a spaceman. Yeah, no, I mean, he he know like this guy is a very distinct looking individual. Um, so it's obvious that. He, he's a big deal so sure enough he runs over and they start like chatting and like he's trying to be as polite uh, Steve is trying to be as polite as he can but obviously he's very much just trying to get to what he needs to fucking do yeah and the well, well I do like that the neighbor's like I lost 10 bucks on you uh, your crash landing basically meaning he bet 10 bucks he would die which I think is just very funny <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and the daughter and son come over and the daughter has the doll in question um, and right. Steve clocks it and is like, you folks live across the street. He starts off very cold and like detached, but then he's like, at, starts right. like, oh, and, um, you know, he offers them all of a sudden to come and watch him, uh, him test out the new plane. And it's like, you're a taxpayer, right? And this is my favorite line of the episode probably where the, the neighbor says, yeah, I, I pay sales tax. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but you have to... Oh, but, like, he doesn't pay his income tax? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Asshole. Yeah. And then the monk, of course, is like, can we come? You know, I'm a big aviation junkie. Love planes. Are you a big yeah, aviation he lo- guy? he loves when they... No, not at all. I don't give a shit. And as a matter of fact, I think I've fallen asleep watching the aviator, like, four times. I've, I've never I've, seen it. I'll be honest with you. I've seen the aviator once, and I'm going to... It's portrayal of OCD is 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 uh, much more close to home than uh, Monk is. Really? Yeah, I I think that it's not that I am like the Aviator because obviously Howard Hughes is much much worse off to me. But I definitely will say the therapy session I had after I saw it, I was like, I really like it. Kind of fucked me up because it's like, what if I devolve into that? It wasn't great. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, I do know like so I didn't Leo know- was good in it. What? Oh my god, he was incredible in it. Um, yeah, uh, especially the end. I, I mean, you haven't seen the end because you fell asleep, but, uh, there's a really, really, really disconcerting scene at the end where he can't stop repeating was, the same phrase. It's great. Anyway. I was I like very much like, I was very much like the sleeping suspect. You were. Uh, and so we get to the hangar and, uh, you know, there he's given a tour and then he takes the kids into the flight simulator, which... I, I obviously this neighbor's a dirtbag, but I don't care if he's an astronaut. I'm not letting my two kids go alone to a dark room with this guy. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, obviously, definitely it's better to err on, err on the side of caution. But I, I mean, if this guy's a well-known thing, like, this was before a lot of people's, like, predilections were I will well-known. Say, I will say this. My mom is very proud of this. She made a proclamation when she had three boys. Before the spotlight stuff came out, she's like, none of my children were Catholic, none of my kids will be altar boys, because I know the priests are not up to any good. 
I was an altar boy. Yeah, my I I think yeah, I think I knew that. But yeah, my mom was like, I never would have let you because I know I knew I, I just knew. And you know, as I don't know if you, I, I think all moms like this, no matter what, uh, where they're from or what they do, they always like to say one thing that they claim that they just knew. It's like I mean, I just knew he was bad. You know, it's like oh, one hundred percent. I mean, I think like every mother in the world was like, in two thousand eight, was like Tiger Woods. I, I always knew. I never, I never liked him. I always knew he was a bad guy. <laughs> no, mine's a little more like uh, as more of the type of uh, yeah. I knew that girl was no good for you. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Mm. Um. So they go in there, and you notice at the uh, aviation place, the hangar, a garage door is open. Um, and that's where Monk, the light bulb, goes off. But before he can explain, the two kids come out, and the little girl's sad. Why is she sad? Well, thank God it's just because the guy took off with her doll. Yes. Thank God. I was thinking about going there, and I appreciate that you did. Uh, I don't actually appreciate it, but it was it was worth it. We were all thinking it. Um, yeah. And they ask, Monk asks, where did you get that doll? And of course, the neighbor uh, admits he stole it. <laughs> Which he would definitely be an Amazon package stealer. Oh my god, yeah, that sucks, man. I really hate those. Are the worst. I've yeah. had so many things stolen. Um, it's just like you don't even know what you're getting, man. Like, I have fun with it my really... like, ten dollar headphones I ordered because I don't buy expensive ones because I break them so often. Anyway, um, but yeah, Monk's like it's about the doll and the garage. It's about both. Right. Uh, my only thought around this whole thing was like these planes look like whatever, man. It doesn't look like the best, sickest. Stuff. Uh, yes, but this is also a USA Network original series, so I don't know what the uh, budget was. I don't think that they're getting uh. the Blue Angels, um, okay, which I have fine. seen live, by the way. I've seen the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds because uh, the uh, you know my hometown had like an air show, um, which was you know good fun. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was I was fine. Um, but uh, basically they realize, oh my god, he's going to try to dispose of the doll when he's in the air. And this is where we get, as they're running to stop him, we get the what happened. And I'll help you out if whatever you need it. Just let me know. <laughs> you massively discounted the guy that they fucking hit up for information. No, I, uh, isn't that uh, later? No, that's right then. Because like, why else would they think he was trying to ditch it? Well, oh, right. Sorry. But I, I, it kind of goes in, I think it goes in tandem. Where, kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so well, I'll say they they talk to a guy and they ask him where the plane's taking off, and then can you dump a doll out of uh, a plane? Yes, where and he tells them there's an escape hatch or like a little hatch or something, yeah. and so that gets the confirmation mm -hmm. that he's about to ditch the evidence. Yes. So anyway, what happened? Oh, okay. All right. So he, uh, our your your good friend Steve Wagner was at. Uh, Jen Jenna? Joanne? Joanne Raffleson. Yeah, Joanne Raffleson's house on the Sunday before he was going to take off. Thus the reason why he was almost running late to the launch. Anyways, he was there, and as we saw in the beginning of the scene, he drugged her in some way. Mm -hmm. We didn't see, like, her murder then. We didn't. Yeah. We just saw, like, her body, whatever. So he apparently gave her some sort of delayed drug, or, like, uh, some sort of drug that would knock her out for a couple of days, mm -hmm. not just for overnight or whatever. And... He also, at the same time, created some sort of like garage opener, like type device that. Not would... even a type device. He just rigged a garage door opener to a noose. The one from across the street. Well, not it's not not the exact same one, but I mean, yes, like the same model or whatever. But he he, okay, he yeah. basically just used a garage door opener pulley system, but attached a noose to it instead. 
Correct. And that's what got her to uh, be hung at the time that she was going to be hung right around when she would have woken up or something. Mm -hmm. Or like just to to throw off the scent, whatever. Mm -hmm. So then at some point after he gets back, he goes to the place to clean up all the evidence, you know, to just take away Mm -hmm. the device that, that propped her body up and find the doll. Oh, and he had also, after he made a remote. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like the garage door opener, and he put it in the doll that the one that the little girl had, and sent it to him to that same address with two day air. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the package thief stole it mm-hmm. and stole like the nectarines and stuff. So everyone at the house had free reign to have that shit. Mm-hmm. So when Steve went back to the house to find the doll and to dispose of all the evidence, he noticed that the doll was missing. So at that point, that's when he needed to find the doll, and that was the key yep. to it all. You didn't need my help at all. You got it all. Um, okay. As the running, there's a great bit where Monk, where there's like three warheads, not warheads, but like missiles, and Monk has to put like the tip on one, and um, uh, they like activate. Yeah, no, it won't. But like Natalie's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I don't know. There could be a nuclear weapon." And he goes, "Then stop me," which I really like. Um, yeah, yeah. And we see that the that uh, Wagner's plane's about to take off, and Monk is running after it, and he's uh, you know running down the jet and he ends up facing his fears he stands in front of the jet and the jet is that stops. one of his fears no i mean i i imagine in some way shape or form getting run over by a jet is a fear. He, i mean i would be afraid of that i wouldn't want i wouldn't stand in front of a jet that was about to take off would you i mean i feel like it'd be a lot faster than like any other kind of suicide i get yeah i'm not even gonna i, I don't know um i feel like there's <laughs> probably faster ways um you know uh but the the like the military police or whatever are all surrounding him, like get down because you know Monk's trespassing. But thank God, the SFPD shows up, and they all yeah, stand but out. not before not before they're about to like literally yeah. blast this dude. They got laser pointers yeah. on him, like he's already had enough exposure to laser pointers. Also, more importantly, I'm not. It's not they don't specify what Air Force base this is, but the San Francisco Police Department does not have the jurisdiction to come on and just tell them all stand out. <laughs> Well, not only that, but like they did, Natalie and Monk should have been able to run down, like mm-hmm. run around the whole area as much as they did. But you know, yeah. it's a TV show. Yeah, and so they get Steve Wagner out of the plane, and they find the doll, and they arrest him. And this is where Steve gives a little nod, you know, the the respect. One like equals one respect. Yeah, you know, he 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 got outsmarted by by Monk, you know. Or, like, Monk outsmarted him, I should say. And, uh, you know, you'd love to see it. At the same time, I don't know why the hell Steve didn't just take off. Like, he should have just fucked up. Because if he ran over Monk, then that is probably gonna draw attention to him. That is, uh, not... I don't know, I think... I wouldn't wouldn't think so. The guy ran in front of the fucking jet. That's fair. But he also is... He's also standing... Clearly standing in front of him. Also, I don't know if you can just run over a person and then keep taking off. Like he wasn't going he wasn't going fast enough to take off that much quickly after. Like he needed to still speed up a lot. No, no, he should have just taken off and then just like never came back. Not a bad idea. Although you can't run for Senate if you're in absentia. Uh, well, after after the last four years, who knows? Honestly true. It, it is really admirable though to see someone who wants to be in the Senate that bad. Um, I haven't seen someone want to be in the center that bad and fail so spectacular at it since Martha McSally. Boom! Two for two. I don't baby. remember what Lost she did. I don't remember. Them. I don't remember what she did. Was she like an? Astronaut? Oh no! She, no, she was the one in Arizona where after um, oh, John McCain the one that died, was never elected. No, yeah. after John McCain died, she was uh, appointed to his seat. 
and she then lost in the special election to Kirsten Cinema. And then after, actually no, I think that was Jeff Flake's seat. When Jeff Flake retired, she took over. And then when John McCain died, she then the next cycle took over for John McCain's seat, and then lost a special election, ironically to an astronaut. So in two consecutive elections, she lost mm. both seven seats. Love it, big fan. Out of um, this world. I just love love big fan. You know, just the best. Um, but anyway, uh, the end bit. Julie made Monk a medal that says courage on it. And she says, you're the bravest man I've ever met, except for my father. Which we all know is a lie. Because you want to talk about oh, a real horse. You want to talk about fuck. a Oh, man. I didn't even fucking think about that. That's true. He died a coward. Yeah. Which I can't really make fun of too much. Because I'm... Cowardice is my middle name, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Of course, Monk <laughs> doesn't want to pin this medal on. Because he thinks he'll puncture his skin. And mm-hmm. uh, they're taking a photo with it. And this is another line I think about all the time where Monk doesn't want Natalie to use Flash because of, quote, retinal scarring, which I, I once Googled it. You have to be so close to a light for so long to get retinal scarring. Oh, really? Okay. It's I like, wasn't sure if that was true. No, it's like literally you will, it is impossible to get retinal scarring from a flash of a digital camera. It's like it's so stupid. Okay. Anyway. What's not stupid is how we give uh, these episodes things out of 10. What would you give this episode? Uh, I would honestly give it an 8.5. I'm going to do it. I I'm, I don't do it a lot. Ooh. I'm breaking out the 9, baby. This is a nine, I love He's this on episode. cloud 9, baby. I really, I really love this episode. I think there's a lot of nostalgia with it because of how much I've seen it. But I just really love the how, like I said, how I talked about earlier, I kind of prematurely shot my wad on that one where I should have saved my quote about Monk being strong until later. But I really like the way that they put Monk, they make, Monk is like is told he's weak over and over and over again. But in reality, he is just as strong, if not stronger than this guy because of the things that he's, because of the integrity he has, because of his, his desire to catch back. Like that he is motivated by, the fact that he's motivated by something right and just makes him stronger than someone who is not moral could ever be. And I think that that is a really nice message. Um, and uh, I also think it's something that's really true to Monk and it's done really well this episode. Um, so yeah. I take it that this, ep- uh, sorry to interrupt that. No, I'm Whatever done. that was. Um, oh. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. Um, I don't get it. No, no, but it's. I take it that this was high on the replayability, like that it would run a lot. Yes, it was. Incre- it was one of the most popular ones to play on. Yeah. Okay, because my girlfriend was like, uh, "Yeah, I've seen this episode before." I'm like, "Okay, that's how I, it's my barometer for knowing." Yeah, like, this one's on all the time, um, and it's. Uh, you get why. I think it's a really. It's a fun episode, um, and uh, if you want to hear us talk about more fun episodes. Please subscribe and rate review of to the show. All that. Follow us on Twitter at Strictly Monk and Andre. Where can people follow you? You could follow me at Andre Pereira, and you can follow me at the J Christie. Um, and uh, you know, just keep interacting and keep letting us know if you like the show. And um, I'm gonna call the shot. Normally, I don't like to tease these until we have them recorded. All right. But you know uh-huh. what? I we got to do it. Uh, you know, next episode, Mr. Monk goes to the dentist. We'll do the official drop in a second. But uh, please let us know. Um, now, by the time you hear this, you're going to have like four hours. We're going to drop this episode probably like, I don't know, 12 hours before we do the recording. So you better get the questions in quick if you have any. We're going to be talking to one Jason Gray Stanford, <laughs> uh, who plays, of course, Randall Disher for this episode. Um, we're really excited. 
And so, yeah, we're recording on Friday at uh, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. Um, Andre, I'm very excited for this. I'm so excited. I This could go in a number of directions. I'm very, like... I'll tell you this. I'm not going to let it go into mul- in multiple directions. I'm pr- I understand what you mean. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to be like, hey, uh... Randy, we have a, I mean, not Randy, Jason, we have a <laughs> recurring bit where we joke that Randy gets canceled. What do you think, how do you think Randy would play over in uh, 2021? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I, I'm, I, I'm not a real journalist. I'm not actually interested in asking the tough questions. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not at all. But I mean, uh, no, it's just like, it's, it's interesting to me because I'm still only like, what, halfway through the show? Uh, I would say, uh, yes, basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I only have... Uh, a limited uh, scope, but I mean, I'm still like a veteran. I kind of, I guess, at this mm-hmm. point. But so I'm gonna struggle to probably come up with some questions, but I'll, I'll come with something. Yeah, and I, and I, you know, I got you. And I mean, I think that you know, uh, you only, you really only need so many questions because questions breed questions. And if you guys have any questions, like I said, please let us know. Uh, if there are things like, how did you get involved with Monk, or what's your favorite scene in Monk, or who was your favorite guest star in Monk, don't ask those questions because we're gonna ask those questions. That's those are easy. <laughs> yeah, 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 something uh, specific. Yeah. Uh, but more important than all that, actually not more important than all that, less important than all that, tune in next Tuesday as with Jason Gray Stanford, we talk about Mr. Monk Goes to the Dentist. <laughs> These are getting so much harder to do. No, now. I, I, uh, I, I can give you a suggestion, by the way. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay. Was, yeah, I was going to like pretend like you have the dent, dentist's teeth handed you. Let's go, Monkey.